And now, from the News Hub studios in Auckland, it's time for the Fight Club podcast. G'day guys, welcome to Fight Club. Uh, we have been busy this week. Uh, of course, we did drop an episode early in the week with MMA Godfather, uh, particularly when it comes to New Zealand, that's Steve Oliver. Uh, footy's with me uh, tonight. We were, this is quite late at night to Get be recording. Bad. Yeah, isn't it, is it? A light, it is a late one. We're nestled in between the Silver Ferns and the Black Caps tonight. Yeah, smashing, smashing an episode of Fight Club out for all you fans. Is this hey, the bonus episode or was, this the, is, was the Steve Oliver the, one the bonus episode? I think Steve Oliver was the bonus episode. And look, if you haven't had a chance to listen to that, uh, it's getting really good traction on SoundCloud and, and iTunes and what have you. Uh, check it out. It's episode number 32 with Steve Oliver. Uh, he is an MMA pioneer when it comes to New Zealand. We've got an hour with him in studio. It was only supposed to be 20 minutes, half an hour. And Man, I could have gone for another hour easily. I agree. We could have gone Joe Rogan on that podcast. And I think at some point we'll definitely get Steve back in studio and, and delve deeper definitely one into Definitely one of my favorite guests. I agree. So have a listen to that. It's uh, getting really good traction. Um, check it out. Newshub.co.nz forward slash podcast. Uh, check out the Fight Club link um, and it is episode number 32. I uh, checked it out. Steve Oliver. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, Footy, you played golf this morning. How are you feeling, buddy? Yeah, I'm naked, man. 7.30 tea time. <laughs> Here we are at 9.15. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's all go. But hey, always got a bit of time for um, for some Fight Club action. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Back all right. Um, we, will, we will crack into it. Uh, first of all, uh, Mike Angover is on the show a little bit later on to uh, dissect Joseph Parker's upcoming fight with Alex Leopold, which is happening this weekend. Uh, footy uh, for Joseph Parker. Uh, his first fight under Eddie Hearn. A real chance for him uh, to get you know, to get to get in that, stay in, in that win column mm. uh, and just build some momentum. Uh, and his name has been thrown out there quite regularly at the moment with Andy Ruiz Jr. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Ruiz, the way everything's turned with Andy Ruiz has done wonders for him, really. It's kind of given him a little mini resurgence, hasn't it? Put him back into sort of the conversation as the only person to have beaten Ruiz. But yeah, mm. I'm looking forward to seeing what adjustments Joseph might have made. You know, I think he's looking, he, he looked... Physically, I think he's looked a bit better in the last couple of fights. Yep. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if, um, you know, some of those um, areas of weakness, like the defense, that side of thing, perhaps he shored that side of things right. up a bit more. But, um, I mean, it is strange having him on an undercard, isn't it? Like, he's not a main event. It's a little bit weird. It's, it's really flown under the radar somewhat this week. And, you know, it's been a lot, long time since we can say that about a Joseph Parker fight, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's like you said, it's not the main event of the card. Live updates on newshub.co.nz. Uh, the uh, coverage will kick off at about 1 o'clock. Not too sure what time Joseph will be hitting the ring. I would expect around 3.30. The main event should go around 5 o'clock uh, New Zealand time, which is a middleweight uh, title fight um, between an Eddie Hearn fighter and another opponent. Two, two undefeated guys, so it should be a good fight. Uh, Junior Fire also fighting this weekend, guys. Uh, he is His 18th fight is a professional. He's 17-0. He's fighting an American journeyman, uh, Dominic Gwynn, who uh, not that long ago, well, actually it was a long time ago, about 15 years ago, was a legitimate <laughs> contender in the heavyweight division, but a few issues uh, throughout his career has kind of uh, derailed uh, his career. Uh, but Again, for Dominic, um, uh, sorry, for Junior, just another notch on the belt. And as Tom Schwartz showed, and Tom Schwartz is a guy who Tyson Fury just destroyed uh, a week ago uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, Schwartz got to that basically into the top three of the WBC just mm. by beating European fighters. And Junior's currently ranked number six in the, in the uh, WBO. 
So if he can uh, pull off another win this weekend, uh, you know, he'll, he'll climb the rankings potentially again because Dillian White's fighting Oscar Rivas, and the winner of that, the loser of that, will drop out of the um, top 10. So right. you could see Junior um, at, at three or four by the end of the year in the WBO and putting himself in a position to challenge yeah. for a I title. I mean, on, quite honestly, I'm almost looking forward to this fight more than the, than the Parker one. I mean, fast proven that he's a really legitimate prospect. He's healthy anyway. now. He's healthy, exactly. He looks he looks fit. He's looking slimmer by the by the fight. Um, Gwyn sounds like a pretty ideal opponent. You know, he's got a bit of no, name Tough. value. Yeah, he's going to get some rounds out of him. I don't yep. think there's going to be a quick finish. I don't think Gwyn's ever been finished. No. He's 44 years old. You know, he's, he's actually, I think he's fought Monty Barrett a few times. Remember old Monty Barrett? Didn't he yeah. destroy Shane Cameron? And uh, had, uh, he had uh, a fight split, with David split two well. fights with David Tura. There you go. So, no, um, best of luck to Junior and, and Joseph this weekend. Looking forward to see how they fare. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Uh, did you catch the UFC on the weekend? The return of the Korean zombie following oh. uh, his loss to uh, Rodriguez. I, not that saw long the ago. Two, I saw the co-main and the main event only, unfortunately, but both great fights. How good was that knockout? Well, the knockdown from Korean zombie ended up finishing the fight on the ground, got into the mountain. Ground and pounder Renato Morcano was the guy that he fought, who not that long ago was a fight away from challenging Max Holloway for the featherweight title. But just that slip and rip and that overhand right that oh, Korean zombie threw crushed in. Crushed him. Let's, let's just put this in this one into perspective. Look, he did you lose to Yair Rodriguez, but that's a fight he dominated until the very last second of the oh, fight. One of the greatest fights of what, last year? Yeah, and, and that's a fight that Chan Jung Zun had in the bag, and mm. we would now be talking him, about him as the next challenger for Max Holloway's title, at least sitting there with Alex Volkanovsky in that conversation. And how about that for a fight in October? Ooh. Korean Zombie versus Alex Volkanovsky. We know Max Holloway's fighting Frank Yeager. I don't know how keen Alex Volkanovsky is to give up that potential title fight. But to me, you've got to beat everyone. And if I'm Alex Volkanovsky, the Korean Zombie is an amazing yeah. fight for me. It does sound like Alexander wants to chill and wait for... And he's got uh, every right to. And uh, who can begrudge him that? I mean, it's a smart way to fight. We've seen so many people derail by taking this extra fight in between it was kind of unnecessary, but, you know, perhaps eager or they're getting pressured or, hey, maybe they just want the payday and fair enough on, yeah. on that side of things as well. But, mate, that's a, that's a fascinating matchup. I love that. And big, great to see the Korean zombie doing Korean zombie things again. He's 7-1 and one in the UFC. His, uh, 7-2, and two, I beg your pardon. So uh, losses to Jose Aldo and uh, Yair Rodriguez. So he is, mm. he's very, very good inside the octagon. He is the, uh, of course, the, what was the submission? The twister was the submission is, that he is got? He only, I think he's the only one to finish a twister in the yeah, UFC. Yeah, there may have been, yeah, inside the UFC. I think there's been mm. another one outside of the UFC, but um, go back and check that out on YouTube. Of course, old um, Eddie Bravo, the, uh, the, the the Don of 10th Planet's uh, special little twister, as they say. Absolutely. Well, it's, it's all in the name. There, there wasn't a lot Google of names. It, YouTube it. There, there wasn't a lot of names on that card footy, but here's a name that I want you guys out there to keep an eye on. He also has one of the coolest nicknames in the UFC. He fought in the Ultimate Fighter not that long ago where he trained under Daniel Cormier in the Steve Amiocic Cormier season. He now trains with American Kickboxing Academy. Uh, he did lose his first official fight inside the UFC. He was many people's pick to win that tournament uh, and jacked his leg up in his first win. Mm. Uh, and uh, But he's 2-0 and since... And he looked amazing against Matt Wyman, who's a veteran who's been out of the octagon for quite a long time. There is apparently a story around that uh, that uh, we need to keep an eye out of where, where the guy's been for five years, Matt Wyman. Uh, but Luis Pena, Crazy Bob Ross, I believe, Crazy Bob Ross. is the nickname. Uh, he's got superb hair. No, uh, Violent Bob Violent Ross. Bob Ross, I mm. beg your pardon. I was thinking of Crazy Bob Cook. I beg your pardon. Uh, but damn, that dude can strike. He's got some real game to him. And mm. I think I think training with guys like Rockhold and Cormier will give him tremendous self-belief. Yeah, man. And I was a big fan of him on that show as well. Like yeah. he, he's just an interesting character as well. 
And yeah, that range at that weight class, that's tough for anyone to deal with. So yeah. I think he's a real prospect to look up for there. And yeah, I mean, phew, I don't know if you can read too much into finishing that version of Matt Wyman. I think five years removed from his last bout. I was just looking it up on his, on his fight finder there, just um, out of curiosity. His last two fights, Isaac Valley Flag yes. and TJ Grant. Yeah, TJ <laughs> Grant. TJ Grant? I think that was one of the wins that put him into, like, he was supposed to be the next elite guy. TJ Grant. At lightweight. Yeah, TJ Grant was there or thereabouts. I think he knocked he out right Gray there. Maynard at one point, and TJ Grant was a he, like a fight away from a light, yeah, no, lightweight I think, title I think he was up next and then had some sort of injury yeah. issues and then sort of fell out of the picture. But, that is a name yeah, I mean, of the Matt past. Wyman was looking like my postman out there, but... Um, unfortunately for the for him, he had to endure three rounds or two and a half rounds of savaging of violence. Mauling. I thought that might have flo- thrown in the towel there for a second. I mean, you could see the the square off. It almost looked a bit comical. That, that's the, and that's the evolution of the sport footy is that the sport passes you by very quickly. Matt Wyman, legit top fifteen lightweight, when he was uh, you know five or six years ago when he was there, he was there or thereabouts. He has a couple of great fights. I mean, I remember him fighting in the UFC sixties. I think it was his very first UFC fight. Um, got released by the company, came back a few years later, and there was a while there where a lot of people. I mean, he had a great fight with Joe Lozon. I think it was, which was an outstanding matchup. Uh, if memory serves, it was either Good Joe pull, Lozon right. or or, or, um, or Kenny Florian or someone like that. I can't, can't quite remember, but but mm. yeah, that shows you how quickly the sport. Can pass you by. We, we saw that, you know, back in the in the early two thousands when Matt Hughes just ran over Hoist Gracie yeah. uh, inside a inside a round, and yeah, the sport can very very quickly pass you by. In a flash, Brad, just like life. <laughs> That's some deep shit from footy here on the Fight Bro, Club it's podcast. Late. It's it is late. I feel it like is late. Getting, and you, and you played intimate. and you played eighteen holes today. So I did. Yeah. And what was yeah. your? Uh, did you get a par or a birdie no. or a bogey? What was? What I was had two pars. Just just to, wow. just to clarify, I'm a, I'm a real beginner, but I've, I've kind of got the bug. But I, we were playing with. I was playing with three freaking borderline pros. One of them's a scratch. Luke Robinson. Shout out to Luke Robinson. New sub um, digital and radio sport. And it, if nothing else, I got a free lesson from the man because yes. I was just asking him questions the entire time. But it's good to see those guys in action. But at times, how demoral- the, how at times, the, demoralizing when you're playing with guys that are that good. How did the chisel jaw of Michael O'Keefe go on the golf course? Uh, oh, you knew he was going to be flawless, uh, next te- technic- and, and technique, and he was, and you know, obviously very sharp. He um, was the only Olympian in the foursome. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to forget. I'm not going to beat myself up about losing to an Olympian and a scratch golfer. And Harley Peters, who is um, he's got a veteran savvy type um, old man golf game about him. <laughs> But let's not go too deep into no, the news. No, no, let's not. Let's not. Hey, um, there is a big fight coming up this weekend. But before I get to that, uh, news coming out in the last 24 hours that Colby Covington will be fighting Robbie Lawler in August. Uh, read an article with Dan Lambert, who is Colby Covington's uh, manager and trainer, of course, at um, uh, ATT, I believe. And... Uh, they were willing to sit back and wait for a fight with Kamara Usman. The UFC couldn't make that happen because Kamara is dealing with a couple of little injuries. Mm. Um, and I'd imagine that the winner of this fight will be there or thereabouts, or at least uh, be in the conversation with the likes of Ben Askren and what have you, well, yeah. uh, or well, Jorge Masvidal. But Covington versus Lawler, UFC uh, on ESPN uh, coming up in August. That is a huge fight for Robbie Lawler as well as Colby Covington, because, you know, Lawler doesn't want to... I mean, he's lost two of his last three fights since uh, losing the title to Tyron Woodley. doesn't want to sort of fall off that wagon. Mm-hmm. He looked fantastic, actually, against Askren, obviously, un- until he didn't actually tap, but was ruled a, 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 a judge to have tapped. But, um, um, you know, let's not get on Herb's DNK. He's probably heard enough about that one already. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd love to see him get back in the winning circle there. I know, obviously, Colby runs, robs a lot of people the wrong way. Usman obviously has a beef with him as well. He seems to be ducking him a little bit. He's, mm. he's not even mentioning his name. He's talking about, hey, I'll just wait for whoever comes out. I think he's wanting, I think he wants the Askren-Masvidal winner. Correct. Which is another sort of... 
um, what do you call it, title contender fight, a very worthy title contender fight. Um, but this one is almost just as juicy um, as to which way it goes. I mean, I don't know. You'd have to probably favor Covington. But uh, 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 Robbie does have a history like of, 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 you know, like obviously Josh Koscheck, probably the most similar fighter I can think of to Colby Covington that Robbie Lawler's fought. And Robbie Lawler took him to school and knocked him out inside the first round. But Covington has legit cardio. Doesn't have the striking of a Koscheck. And I think if Lawler can keep the fight standing, mm-hmm. then the fight's only going yeah, one way. But, and how's his chin? I don't know, Colby's yeah, chin. Exactly, and Rob, <laughs> Robbie will test that chin out. He absolutely will. Um, so that's a really interesting fight, and it's a huge fight in the welterweight division, so look out for that in August. Uh, uh, also, news coming out today, uh, it is Wednesday here on the Fight Club podcast, Jose Aldo signing a multi-fight extension with the UFC. Uh, I think that's a good move for Jose. Uh, it just commits him, he, um, and reading a report doesn't necessarily mean he's going to fight all of the fights on this contract. I think it's five, five extra fights on the contract. I mean, Anderson Silva's still got eight fights to run on his 10-year contract, <laughs> fight yeah, contract that he happen. fought um, before UFC 200. Uh, but for the UFC, they get to lock down Jose Aldo to a long-term deal. They know that he's not going to go anywhere else um, and he can pretty much retire inside the octagon. And I think he's the sort of guy who's earned the right to get whatever fight he wants and wherever he wants Let it. him take it what he wants. Let him just fight in Brazil and Brazil only. And, you know, I don't... He's not elite anymore. You know, I think it's pretty fairly safe to say that. He is one of the greatest of all Still time. Top five, at that I weight think. class. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think he, I think he has something better left in him than what we saw against Volkanovski. Absolutely. Um, so let's see it. And you're right because we saw that against Moicano, didn't we? When he just destroyed Hanato yeah, Moicano, yeah, and, exactly. and that's not that long incredible. ago. Incredible, and he kind of almost went away from that little, um, you know, the, the sort of the, the the glimpses of the old Jose Aldo, I guess you could say, um, against Volkanovski, yeah. which is kind of disappointing, really, because that was shaping up to being such a great fight. I don't know, Volk kind of had his number in terms of the tactics, but um, yeah, let, let Jose bang. Also, sounds like the UFC are going to get Conor McGregor cage side in Abu Dhabi for uh, the Khabib Nurmagomedov-Dustin Poirier fight. So that's really interesting. Conor currently walking around with a cast on his arm. He broke his hand in training. Oh, did you see the Artem Lobov book? beat Paul Melodinaji in the uh, bare knuckle oh, no. fighting Let's championship. Let's talk about that promotion. It's garbage, man. I, just, I, f- I found it interesting that a skill, you know, Melodinaji's been talking shit about Conor McGregor <laughs> since those videos were posted of, of yeah. the, apparently the one only good moment that Conor had in sparring with Melodinaji when he was uh, preparing for Floyd Mayweather. But yeah, Artem Lobov beat him by decision. Yeah, yeah. Hey, the goat, the goat Artem Lobov. How could he use to that guy? Maybe he <laughs> needs to fight Floyd next and avenge Conor's oh, defeat. please. Uh, but yeah, Conor Cage side in Abu Dhabi, I find that very interesting. Yeah, obviously, uh, yeah, they're going to get him in there to square off with whoever wins. Um, let's hope Khabib doesn't go flying out of the cage and try to confront him <laughs> at, at, um, rings, at a cage side, octagon side. Um, but hey, we're all heading in the right direction to getting some more Conor McGregor action. Uh, almost time uh, to go to Mike Angove, who we'll get to shortly. Uh, but first of all, this week, UFC on ESPN3. Um, oh, by the way, uh, next week on the show, we will preview what is a massive card coming up in two weeks' time, which is John Jones versus Thiago Santos. But that's not the end of it. That card is really, really deep. Uh, we'll, we'll deep dive into that for you guys next week. Um, and we'll try and get John Morgan on the show from MMA Junkie, I think, next week uh, to run over that show. But this weekend, UFC on ESPN, Francis and Gano. And Junior DeSantos, thank you very much. Take my money. I'm going to watch it right now. Gosh, that, oh, how good is it? How good is it? I was trying to think about who has the better boxing in this matchup. Oh, I and I have to say JDS. He does. Um, he absolutely does. He's got 
you know, probably the best jab in the history of the UFC heavyweight division. His jab's outstanding. He's not as quick as he used to be. We get that. Um, he's a lot bigger as well. He's not, you know, he's not that junior to Santos that sort of coasted his way through uh, fight after fight after fight mm. by knocking guys out. In fact, he's almost fighting the new junior to Santos, isn't he? And Francis Ngannou, who seems to have rebounded well from that two-fight skid where um, he lost to Miocic and got mauled for five rounds, though he did have a few moments in that fight where Miocic was in trouble and then fought the worst fight in the history of the heavyweight division against Derek Lewis. He's rebounded <laughs> from that very, very Forget well. That one. Absolutely destroyed Cain Velasquez. Um, so Francis Ngannou back on track, um, and he also knocked out Curtis Blades as well. Uh, so the exciting thing for Francis is he doesn't have to worry about a takedown on this fight unless Junior decides to mix it up a little bit, which I wouldn't put past Junior. But mm. if this fight goes, you know, like like if you go back and look at Mark Hunt versus Junior DeSantos, um, you know, that was one of the best, most exciting mm. striking fights I've ever seen in heavyweight division. This has the ability to do so as well, although Nangano has fight-ending power, but so does Junior, so who the, knows? The stars are aligning for a classic. Just make sure you're in your seat for the start of that one, guys. Don't blink either. Don't mm. blink either. Well, come on, give us Shout a prediction. Shout out to Kai France. Um, I'm going JDS. How? Well, I don't think it's going to be diffi- I'm going to go second-round KO. Right. Yeah. All right. I got Nangano in the first round knockout. There you go. You heard M- it. Mine's based on sentimentality, to be honest. I just like I just love JDS. But also, um, I didn't put this on your notes, and I'm really, really sorry for these who uh, downshow you like this. But one of my you uh, do this. What are you uh, was about? a big fan back in the day of Todd Duffy, who holds the record for the fastest knockout in UFC heavyweight history by one second. <laughs> Did you say was, you were a big fan of Todd I Duffy? I was. It was almost <laughs> it was almost beaten this weekend. Actually, there was, I think there was a 10-second knockout in the heavyweight division on the weekend, but Todd Duffy, I think nine seconds um, back in the day. Um, can't remember the, the, the name of the guy that he knocked out. It's um, escaping me right now. Tim someone, but it'll come to me. It'll come to me. Uh, he's uh, back in, He's coming back inside the octagon for the first time in a long time. He's had a lot of internal medical issues. Um, he's dealt with Crohn's disease and what have you, and he's um, had a couple of other issues, and he's had back injuries and knee injuries uh but i'm excited to see him back and see if todd duffy 10 years later can be as cool oh as he gosh. was it doesn't sound like a good career move to be honest yeah well like <laughs> after was, reeling off what you just reeled off yeah um i just remember a fight go back and check this out if you haven't seen this fight footy i'd recommend it todd duffy versus mike russo it's kind of like joshua versus ruiz where you got this fat little short dude who you like and you've got this jacked up Massive heavyweight, which was Todd Duffy versus Russo. Yeah. And I'd... and Duffy is absolutely destroying Russo for two rounds. But Russo has this granite mm. chin that is surviving all this offense and then knocks out Todd Duffy with a jab. Oh, gosh, yeah. I, I vaguely, vaguely remember. All I remember about Todd Duffy is he's got that action man physique. He was just an it's, absolute unit. Absolutely. Chiseled. Absolutely. All right. Uh, time now to switch uh, to boxing. Uh, we're going to catch up with Sky Sport boxing analyst Mike Angove to preview Joseph Parker and Alex Leopold. The Fight Club Podcast with Brad Lewis and Stephen Foote. Well, folks, Joseph Parker is back in the ring uh, later on this week, of uh, course, fighting on Sunday uh, out of Rhode Island in Providence. He is the co-main event uh, fighting uh, Australian Alex Leopold. I'll get to that in a sec with uh, Sky Sport Boxing Analyst Mike Angove. But, uh, Mike, exciting news around Israel Adesanya's fight with Robert Whitaker. I understand, uh, much like the trip uh, earlier in the year, people can uh, can join yourself and, and, the, and the city kickboxing team uh, at the venue. Well, yeah, exactly. We're, we're looking at Marvel Stadium, which is a, I think it's a $55,000, $56,000 thousand person capacity. Yeah. Um, so huge venue. Um, if it's going to follow what uh, what's happened before in Melbourne, it'll be sold out really quickly. Uh, we're in a fortunate position about uh, 
being able to uh, secure tickets a little earlier, which is which is great. Um, so we'll we'll be able to uh, ensure people, particularly on the on the VIP section of the tour, uh, have some have some great seats. So, and uh, obviously, being in Australia, a lot more lot more accessible. You're not travelling for 24 hours to get there. Just a quick trip across the ditch, and uh, it will be absolutely epic. And the feedback from the guys that that went with you uh, to to Izzy's big fight with Calvin, uh, everyone saying what a great time they had, uh, being that close to a, a potential superstar of world sport. Well, that was a, an historic moment for the for the people who came on the last VIP tour. I mean, uh, we were fortunate then in that um, you know it uh, it was a it was a relatively uh, tight tour. Uh, people got to come along and watch uh, Israel um, doing a little bit of training in Atlanta, um, and some of the guys got to obviously uh, uh, join the celebrations in, in afterwards. Um, so you know that was, it was a it was a rare opportunity and uh, and one where people were able to actually be there in what was quite an historic moment, the first ever Kiwi uh, to to take a UFC title or be an interim title. So you know that that's something that that those guys are. Uh, you know, they'll be able to lock away in their treasure box for, for quite some time. As you can see online, if you, you duck onto the um, you duck onto the fighters pages, there's a couple of epic shots there of uh, guys clearly having a great time. And uh, of course, we don't have any official words yet, but people can pre-register at the moment. Mike, how can they do that? Um, just drop me a line on uh, on uh, Mike at findyourniche.co.nz. Uh, our website. Um, will be up and running within the next 10 to 14 days um, but in the meantime just uh, use my business website which is mikeatfindyourniche.co.nz just to ask uh, ask any questions uh, get a bit of background and I can I can fill you in on all the details and you're also a really good company too so that's a bonus for me if, if when you look at it get to hang out with Lightning Mike Anger if that sounds like a lot of fun depending on whether or not you ask my wife um, but yeah <laughs> yeah I mean look look it, it, it is great uh, the hosts that we'll have on have on tour, uh, intimately acquainted with the, with the fight game. Uh, a number of them actually on the team, um, and that's what we're aiming for, particularly for the VIP part, which is which is very much very much you, you're part of the equation, part of the team there. Right, we'll have full details on that in the coming weeks here on the Fight Club podcast. Uh, Micah, one of your many jobs is to uh, call fights on Sky Sport, and uh, this weekend, King in the Ring is back. Uh, look, the last event with Carlos Yulberg, one of the guys that you, of course, train with at City Kickboxing, and you know, from my perspective, a potential potential superstar in the world of combat sports, getting the the, the second tournament win for him. Uh, and this week, we've got an eight man welterweight uh, title to decide. Yeah, well, uh, Sam Hill, who's also training out of City Kickboxing, will be defending his 68-kilo title. Um, and, look, if Sam manages to take that title, he will be the third champ champ after Carlos Olberg and Israel Adesanya coming out of City Kickboxing. Obviously, Sam also, uh, he originally trained at Smack Gym, which is uh, the gym that uh, he and his partner, Baby Nansen, and I'd have to say that New Zealand foremost fighting couple um, you know they, they still run that out in, uh, out in South Auckland but they, they do their training and fighting out of, uh, out of city kickboxing so you know uh, that, that would be uh, I think uh, not only a substantial achievement for Sam but also for, for CKB and uh, sort of securing uh, three champ champs a trifecta if you like Don't sell you and your lovely partner short Mike in terms of being the, the pound for pound best fighting couple in, in the country uh, maybe the pound for pound biggest mouths uh, fighting mouths in the country, but uh, anyway, moving right along. All right, shall we? Uh, look, 
King of the Ring coming up this weekend, Sky Sport, of course, uh, for it. Also, uh, it's at Event Finder Stadium, so uh, check that out. You can go and grab some tickets from the box office, no doubt. All right, Mike, why I've got you on the show, the big reason, Joseph Parker, this flight was only announced uh, less than seven days ago. It has been in the pipeline for some time. Alex Leopold, not the original opponent that Eddie Hearn, David Higgins, or Joseph Parker had in mind. It was going to be Eric Molina, a two-time world heavyweight title challenger, uh, but it is... Alex Leopold, who of course has fought Vladimir Klitschko back in Klitschko's sort of golden age when he was dominating the heavyweight division. Uh, but if I can be so nice, I would say that Joseph should get the job done against Alex Leopold in Rhode Island. Well, um, yeah, I mean, Eric is probably the, the fresher of the two fighters. He probably had a, a few more credentials in terms of uh, global credibility. Um, for whatever reason, that, that didn't come off. It uh, obviously came down to negotiations, I, I would suggest. Um, but look, Alex, uh, obviously he has been a former world title contender. Um, he is a little further uh, out to pasture than Eric Molina was, but he has that one-punch knockout power with a, a big slinging overhand right. Uh, Joseph should be relatively comfortable against him. Uh, he, he's fought a better calibre of opponents, um, and he's got better results against a higher calibre of opponents. So I would expect Joseph to, to get the job done. I mean, quite simply, he needs a win. Uh, and he's a, he's a really good win at this point, particularly um, you know, getting back into the American market. Um, you know, a good performance from, from him there um, will get him back on the, on the marketing radar, which is just as important as the form radar mm. um, of, of those in the, in the American market. And Mike, his name now is as hot as it's ever been, given the fact he's the only human being on the planet that's beaten Andy Ruiz Jr. in a professional boxing fight, uh, a fight that you were a cage side, a ringside at, I beg your pardon, a couple of years ago. And Andy Ruiz mentioned in the last couple of days that uh, if and when he gets past Joshua in the rematch, Joseph Parker is the first person on his hit list so for joseph really important that these next two fights uh probably this year uh here in october again for joseph if he gets through this fight with leopold really important that he gets the job done and makes a statement i think regardless of what happens with the ruiz fight it's uh, it's important that he gets the job done and, and makes a statement certainly that is uh you know that would be an attractive fight um, if the stars aligned, obviously uh, the pair of them have got uh, you know opponents in front of them before that's likely to happen. Uh, in terms of uh, Joseph gaining some credibility, well, look, certainly you know he's the first man to take Joshua the distance. Andy Ruiz was the first man to knock Anthony Joshua out, um, and with Joe having a victory over Ruiz, um, you know that that makes for uh, an intriguing equation. You know when you come back to, to Styles making fights. What it also suggests is that Joe has a fantastic chin, um, which we saw against Dillian White when he got clipped by that huge left hook, just bounced straight back up. Um, you know, and Ruiz managed to tag him, particularly early in the fight. Many say that's a controversial decision. Um, you know, I think it was certainly a, a close fight. Mm. And when you get in those very close fights, uh, that's when you're going to get some of that more subjective uh, judging coming in where people, you know, uh, we'll, we'll go with, with whatever style they prefer, whatever they see as substance in a fight. And, and in that case, it was uh, Parker's jab and output against uh, an Andy Ruiz whose output dropped, uh, albeit that he was still pressuring in the fight. So, you know, there's plenty of controversy. That's something that Ruiz feels is a, uh, a fight where he was wronged. Um, but, you know, it's, it's down on paper. But as we said... Uh, he has to get by Leo, get by Leo Pai this weekend. Andy Ruiz has to get by Anthony Joshua, um, and what's a very quick 
turnaround rematch. Uh, and uh, you know, and then we'll see what happens. You know, maybe uh, 2020. Just to wrap, Mike, exciting time for heavyweight boxing. Uh, we've got a fight coming up in the not-too-distant future that's flying under the radar between Dillian White and Oscar Rivas. That's a fight that could uh, sort of decide who fights for a world title next. But just a really exciting time for heavyweight boxing. Tyson Fury coming to the party last week against a fairly underwhelming uh, opponent, albeit undefeated in Tom Schwartz. But goddamn, that walkout was something you've got to see. I think it's on YouTube, Apollo Creed style. He is the entertainer of the heavyweight division. And Tony Palmer, former TVNZ boxing analyst, said on this show last week uh, that he at the moment Tyson Fury as the best pound for pound heavyweight uh, in the division uh, would you go along with that and did you think Tyson was impressive in his ESPN debut um, well he did what he needed to do against Schwartz I mean Schwartz wasn't uh, an overly impressive opponent um, you know Tyson pretty much had his way with him um, but but look certainly Tyson made Deontay Wilder look very awkward uh, he did get clipped however yes and he got clipped uh, got clipped twice um, yes he got up from those huge shots um, you know, but arguably, uh, you know, he should have got the win in that fight. He probably had racked up enough points. Um, but if you dropped and dropped twice, that's two 10 8 rounds. And, uh, you only need, uh, you know, two or three other close rounds, uh, to, to change the scoring market yes. in that fight. So, you know, I, I could see an argument for a draw, although I personally thought, uh, that Fury had, had done enough to win. Um, you know, but, uh, in terms of his skill set for a big man, he presents a real problem for, for everyone in, in the division, uh, particularly those who, who don't have who have great uh, hand acceleration, who aren't quick-handed. And, um, you know, he, he might struggle a little bit more against faster-handed fighters, uh, you know, where he's using his shoulder roll and, and his head movement. Uh, that might be something that can get to him a little. And obviously, too, uh, fatigue can come in, and you know, as it did against uh, Wilder, but certainly an, an interesting uh, and very, very talented character. And uh, you know, some, someone I actually love to watch because mm. he's a lot more about boxing than he is about power. And uh, just quickly, Mike, how's Izzy looking in the gym ahead of the biggest fight of his life? Oh, Izzy's, um, Izzy's just coming back into the gym now. He's, he's had time off, he's needed a bit of time for you know, rest and recreation, yeah. um, and I think that's important. Uh, but it's time now to, to refocus. Huge fight coming up, uh, and, in, and another historic fight. And really, um, you know, from a coaching perspective, it, while it's great to have an interim title, um, you know, that's just a chocolate plaything. Uh, the real title and the real belt is owned by Whitaker, and uh, that's that's the gold that we want. We want the undisputed title, and uh, you know, um, I think Israel's more than capable of turning up against. Uh, against Bobby Knuckles, but, you know, tough fight against a very, very durable opponent. But it's not the first uh, highly skilled, durable opponent that uh, that Israel has, has fought against. And his mental growth, I think, out of the Gastelum fight uh, in, in particular, uh, will put him in a, in a good place for, for this bout. Um, and some of the technical deficiencies that Whitaker thinks he's, uh, he's uncovered, um, you know, uh, to, to be honest, that fight against Gastelum, wasn't his most technical fight. There were a lot of mistakes made in that fight. So, uh, you know, expect those to be shored up and expect uh, uh, an improved and a sharper Israel Adesanya when he fights for the undisputed title. Mike Ango, thank you very much. No worries. The Fight Club Podcast, the big names. 
Okay, guys, that's us done and dusted for another week. Thank you very much to Mike Angove. Uh, big, big fight for Joseph Parker this weekend. Um, also, uh, as Mike mentioned, to catch King in the Ring this weekend on Sky Television. Uh, big event coming up. And for more information on Mike's trip to uh, probably Melbourne for uh, Israel Adesanya and Robert Whitaker, keep up to that uh, on uh, the upcoming episodes of Fight Club. We'll have more information as that comes to the press. Footy, thanks very much. Can let you go home and have a sleep now. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think uh, you better go do that black cap story. Yeah, I've got to, I've got to run, folks, because the black caps are about to evening slash morning ahead of I, you. I do eight hours of cricket to watch and update. Uh, catch us on iTunes. Uh, we're at Spotify. I think Google uh, Podcasts. We're on now as well. Thanks yeah. very much, Maggie, for getting us on that. Um, we'll be back here in a week's time. Please subscribe. Give us a like. www.newsub.co.nz forward slash podcasts uh, for the Fight Club podcast and all our archive episodes. Thank you so much. We'll see you here in a week's time. Footy. Thank you, Pat.